Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. First week after Thanksgiving, going into week 13 in the NFL. Jerry Bailey, Never Rams, the pumping. I'm glad to see that you're alive and well, my friend. I know that last week was uh, was kicking your butt a little bit. Yeah, uh, first I've ever had it in my life, and uh, it, uh, it was not fun. It was not fun. It was, it was six days of pretty much wanting to die, but uh, mm-hmm. we've, we've mostly recovered. And here I am. Well, it's always good to see you. Um, Thanksgiving week. Thanksgiving weekend told us a lot. I think. Um, I did want to start with the Bengals and the Titans. Um, Tennessee has felt like a team to me all season where, like, and, and I said this on the last show, like it's, it's Ryan Tannehill, you know, they get trailing Burks back. I know that they're well coached and Henry's still you know, a pain in the butt to, to play against. Cause he's still running like a deer. Right. Um, but this felt like a game where both teams could play to their strengths. And if anything, I mean, Cincinnati played to theirs, but they also took away Tennessee's because, um, they shut down the run game. DJ Reader came back and looked good. Uh, guys like Mike Hilton, Cam Taylor, Bridge, Jermaine Pratt all played well for Cincinnati. Um, seven and four are the Bengals. They got still have a daunting second half of the schedule left, though. Um, in terms of the AFC North, though, I think that they're the best team, but they could still end up being second place in that division just because of how tough their schedule is. Yeah. Um, look, their schedule's not easy, as you point out. I mean, they got the Chiefs left, the Bills left. They have to go to Tampa, which maybe is easy, depending on your viewpoint of Tampa. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have Baltimore left. They got to go to Foxborough. I mean, they, yeah, they got Cleveland left with Deshaun Watson. I mean, it, it's not going to be easy. Uh, but I do think they're better than Baltimore. And I think Baltimore's liable to lose to anybody any week. I mean, they, they just lost to, to Jacksonville. They, they yeah. lost very easily to Carolina at home. So, um, you know, when you look at Baltimore, they're very inconsistent on both sides of the ball, really. And, you know, Cincinnati, like, I was impressed by Cincinnati for one thing more than anything else against Tennessee. They played boy ball. They they just stacked them up the line of scrimmage. They did not care. Tennessee wanted to run the ball down their throat, and they couldn't do it. Henry didn't even run for three yards of carry in that game. Um, Cincinnati's a better defensive team than people realize. They don't have a ton of stars on defense, but they're very good defensively. So – uh, I give them a lot of credit, man. They, you know, they're they're a tough out, and I, I see a lot of people giving them love this week. But yeah, honestly, I've been giving them love since day one. I mean, I I picked them to win the division again. I think they're really good. I don't think they're a fluke at all from last year, um, and I think they're going to be a very hard team to beat in the AFC playoffs. I think they deserve to be considered uh, a very viable contender. I do want to stick in the AFC though, and I think that another matchup from this past weekend between two. Very similar teams from respective conferences, uh, the Cardinals and the Chargers. I think that they're in very similar boats to where they have two really talented quarterbacks, good rosters. The Chargers, when they're healthy, is better than the Cardinals, but good rosters, and they're just poorly coached. Um, the Chargers kind of escape a little bit of criticism this week because they, you know, Brandon Staley did Brandon Staley things, went for two to win the game, and it worked out. And now, I mean, they are sitting at what now? Six and five after losing two straight. Um, the Chargers, to me, like, we talked about this, you and I, a little bit in, like, the offseason. Uh, we, we we seem to drink the Chargers Kool-Aid every year, and every year it just seems to be a lot of the same things, whether it's injuries or some so, sort of excuses where it's like, ah, oh, man, maybe next year. Um, 
with you know the AFC looking the way it does, they could be similar to where they were last year, nine and eight, yep. first team out, and uh, you know left scratching their heads and wondering what to do in the offseason. Um, I saw you talking on Arrowhead Addict about the the Russell Wilson contract, but if anything, Kyler Murray's contract could be put right in there as well. So uh, two teams with two predicaments in terms of coaching, having talented quarterbacks, and just being, I don't know, kind of lost in the fray. Murray is not in the same stratosphere as Justin Herbert. Like, I, like the, the, the problem we have with Kyler Murray is the same problem we have with other quarterbacks in this league, which is we see two or three highlights of him on Twitter, and it becomes who he is. <laughs> I see Kyler Murray, and I see those three highlights, and I think that is the outlier from who he is. He's not a prolific player. His statistics will tell you that. He is not prolific this year. Like, he has not been a guy who you look at and say he's making plays. He's not. He's not making plays. They stink. He stunk this year. Um, now, they're more talented than four and eight, I think. But when you have a quarterback who's thrown for 6.1 yards per attempt, 14 touchdowns and seven picks, you're going to stink. Yeah, not great. And you're, you're also going to stink when that same quarterback is a guy who is constantly looking at everybody else as the problem and not himself. Okay. I remember when he signed that contract and everybody went crazy about the, the clause in the contract, the homework clause. And I reached out to a lot of people in the league, different types of people in the league, all, all over the, the, the spectrum. And I essentially asked, have you ever heard of that? And what do you think? And I was essentially given the same answer by every single person. I have never heard of a clause like that going into the contract. I am not surprised it's in his contract. I mean, and this year it goes out and honestly plays like crap. I mean, he just doesn't play well. The Cardinals, everybody thinks they're going to fire Kingsbury and Kime. And, like, have you seen who their owner is? The Bidwell family, not exactly rolling in the money. Like, I don't think Michael Bidwell's eaten whatever, four years of Kingsbury's money. Not doing that. Kingsbury and Murray, they better figure out how to get along. They're going to be together for a while. Nobody's trading for Kyler Murray. Nobody's taking that on. Nobody's, and the Cardinals think they can't anyway with the dead money. So, like this idea that the Cardinals are just going to fix this thing in a snap of a finger because they're going to get rid of Kingsbury and bring, like you think there's a bunch of people lining up in the league to coach Kyler Murray right now? <laughs> because I got to tell you, people in the league talk, and I would be very, very surprised if there's a long line to coach Kyler Murray in that Cardinals team. Well, I mean, Steve Kime, I mean, he's not, you know, without blaming this either. Oh. Um, and look, he's been there for a long time too. So, yep. um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they went through the whole Josh Rosen thing, you know, the one-and-done situation. Okay, we're going to fire Steve Wilkes. We're going to get rid of Josh Rosen, bring in Cliff Kingsbury, which a lot of people around the league were kind of left scratching their head at that move anyway. Um, so, yeah, Arizona, by the way, 28th in total team DVOA as well. So, I mean, they're just just not good. Also, let it be said, too, here, um, Steve Kime, like, they have not drafted well either. I mean, at all. Like, Zayvon Collins, first-round pick, how's that working out? Isaiah Simmons, they expected Isaiah him to be kind of like that weapon all over the defense. They haven't, yeah, he hasn't like, been at it all. I mean, my God, they got enough receivers to choke a horse. But other than that, what, what do they have? I mean, they, you know, I don't I don't care about James Conner. Obviously, he's a great story. He's a good player. He's running back. Right. They have not added enough pieces. And the flip side of what you said, by the way, with the Chargers, 
to me, I've spent a year and a half trying to figure out what the Chargers are, and I finally figured out what the Chargers are. They're a team that they're going to make the same mistakes every game. And it might kill them, and it might not, depending on who they're playing and how all that team executes. Like, they're not going to stop you from running the ball. They're not. doesn't matter who you are, what scheme you run, who your running back is. makes no difference. They're not going to stop you. You can run the ball down there, throw for six yards a clip every game because they don't want it. They, they can't be bothered to fix it. Um, Herbert is going to throw short every game because that's how Joel Lombardi wants him to play. Uh, they have no speed at receiver. And they're going to win some games because Herbert can make throws that most guys can't. And they have enough talent that occasionally they're just going to steal a game. But, I, I mean, to me, the Chargers are always going to be a team that you look at and go, God, they underachieved. Well, like, to me, there's a team. They ought to fire their coach and go try to get Sean Payton. Like, that's a team that should go do it. Because there would be a Lions coach, that team. Yeah. Herbert, Los Angeles, the whole deal. But – Again, another ownership group. Like, they're going to spend the money. Hispanos going to spend the money because history. So, like, think about who the Chargers have hired over the years. Think about who they've gone out and hired. They don't spend money on. Coaches. I was going to say, I mean, it's been a lot of what? North Turners and Ken Wisenhans. You know, like, Anthony Lynn, first time head coach. Mike yeah. McCoy, first time head coach. Brendan Staley, first time head coach. North Turner wasn't a first time head coach. But he was, he was on his last job. Yeah. It was going to yeah. be at that point. Right. Like, the last time they went out and spent any kind of money was 20 years ago with Marty Schottheimer. Yeah. They are not going to spend it. They're not, they're not going to do it because they don't want to do it. And because they know they got Herbert coming down the pipe here. And that is going to be an unbelievable amount of money. Yeah. So you think, like to me, they should go out and get Peyton, but they won't. They'll justify keeping Stanley because they don't want to spend the money to go get a, another coach who can actually upgrade the teams. They don't want to spend, you know, on Herbert and then on a coach as well. If you're Justin Herbert, I mean, do you think about looking elsewhere from other teams and listening to other offers? Because if it's just going to be the same, you know, definition of insanity is repeating the same thing, expecting different results. I mean, would you expect him to be like, OK, maybe I should explore my other options? But here's the problem. What is his other options? I mean, he's got, he's got two years left on his current deal after this season, including his fifth year option. And then they got him tagged twice. So mm-hmm. you're going to play off four years and not take generational wealth. Yeah, fair enough. You're taking that money, man. Taking them, I I know I know there's the rare guy like Lamar right now. I get it. Most guys take that money. Mm-hmm. And I got that. I think Lamar's making a mistake on taking that money. So we'll see what happens. But most guys, most guys, you know, the Chargers come to him, go, hey man, fifty five million a year, and you know, seventy five percent of it guaranteed. Yeah, you're signing. That's shaping out to be fan, like, fascinating. Like, I, ultimately, I think he ends up back in Baltimore. I think the vast majority of people expect him to be back in Baltimore. Um, but, I mean, there is a chance that he isn't. Um, and if that is the case, you're going to have teams like, at least I think, like San Francisco, who would be maybe a dark horse in that. Um, there's going to be 28 teams that would line up and be ready to pay him whatever he wants. Um, if he does decide, all right, you know what, Baltimore's not going to pay me, whatever, I'll, I'll go test my options. But the way that he's playing right now, I mean, he's not exactly backing up the fact that he deserves the money that he wants. All right, but let's – so, see, here's where I actually would argue with you. Let's, let's play this out. These okay. 28 teams will go out and go after him. Okay. I mm-hmm. hear you from a talent perspective. Yeah. How much do you think he's going to cost annually? Uh, I don't if, think he's got the free agency. If he becomes a free, agent, free agency. Or if the team acquires him via trade because he might as well be a free agent at that point. He has all the leverage. If he if it's not Baltimore, how much do you think the team's got to pay him annually? Probably between forty five and fifty, if I had to guess. Oh God, he's fifty minimum. 
minimum, right? So, so let's let's say fifty million. Mm-hmm. Here's the full list of teams that should have fifty million dollars in cashers. And I understand you could structure it so it's less than the first. Right. You get yeah. all that, okay? But just to give an idea, because obviously it's going to get more expensive. Here are the teams that have major, major cap space going forward. The Bears, hundred twenty-five million by far the most. Falcons at 72. Patriots at 59. Giants at 59. Seahawks at 53. Bengals at 52. That is the full list of teams with $50 million in cap space. Mm. Now, the Bengals aren't going out getting them. Okay. So now you got the Bears, the Falcons, the Pats, the Giants, the Seahawks. I don't think the Bears are going to get them because you got no, just. They're, no, they're content. Atlanta. So Atlanta. Atlanta is the team, right? Atlanta tried to, all, they went all in for Deshaun Watson. Didn't yeah. get them. Atlanta's really interesting. He went to school not that far away from there, Louisville. Okay, so, okay, like Falcons are viable. The Patriots, I, I don't see him and Bill Belichick. Not be, I just don't think Belichick's want to run that style of an offense. Sure. I could sure. be wrong. That's my guess. And there's no way in hell the Ravens – because keep in mind, the Ravens have to trade him. Yeah. Okay, the Ravens have to trade him. There's no way in hell he's going on an AFC team. You think the Ravens are trading him to New England? No. Yeah, yeah right. Giants. Okay, maybe. I mean, Giants need you know Daniel Jones. Okay. Maybe you could swing that. Seahawks. Maybe. Viable, maybe. Maybe. So you get the Falcons, the Giants, and Seahawks. You got three teams. And if you're one of those teams, you gotta ask yourself. If you're one of those teams mm-hmm. in a draft that is loaded at quarterback. Would you trade? Would you rather trade what is going to cost you three firsts, multiple seconds? Yeah, it'll cost you a lot. That, that, that scratch at 27, 20 years old. Or would you rather, if you're Seattle, would you rather take Denver's pick, go draft the quarterback? Would you rather be a Giants, go maybe trade up with a second round, second day pick, get a quarterback? Would you rather be the Falcons, get a quarterback in the draft? I mean, I got to tell you, man, if I'm one of those teams, I'd rather just go draft the quarterback. Nothing against Lamar Jackson, but it's just it's just about the cost of going and getting Lamar compared to going and drafting you know a Bryce Young or a Stroud or whoever the you know the kid out of Kentucky, whoever you want to talk about. That's where it gets tough, and that's where I think he might be overplaying his hand because if you're if you're Baltimore, you know all this. You're sitting there going, you're doing all these these gymnastics with the cat and going, going nowhere. We're not. I'm not. We're not trading him. We'll, we'll tag him. We got the cap. We'll tag him. And he's going nowhere because no team. It's like all these people who are like, "Oh, they're going to the Packers are going to trade Aaron Rodgers after after this year." No, they're not. Who in the hell is lined up for Aaron Rodgers? You know, that, so, I mean, that's even, even an even smaller number. It seems oh, because it's, it's, that number is zero. You don't think that there would be one? Nope. Maybe Vegas. Vegas straight up Derek Carr for Aaron Rodgers type deal. Like what? I mean, look. I'm not saying some team wouldn't throw some crazy thing out there, but if you're the if you're the Packers, do you want that? You want picks? Oh sure, yeah. You want picks? You want you want cap space? You want like, yeah. what? What the hell good does that do you if you're the Packers? Like, would Derek Carson win you seven games? I mean, I mean Seattle's got a, Seattle's a team that has a lot of draft capital after the Russell Wilson trade, and I think that even with Geno Smith playing really well. Aaron Rodgers would be an upgrade. I mean, if they called Green Bay, it was like, hey, we'll give you this extra first that we got, this extra second we got. I, th- I think that that would be one of the few viable ideas. I mean, hey man, like I hear you, but you got to factor in, like his contract is crazy. Yeah, it's big. It's like, big. 
People always look at the cap number. They're like, well, 31.6. You got to pay him in actual cash next year, like yeah. $55 million. How, how many teams are lining up for? I mean, have you watched him this year? Who the hell is paying him $55 million in cash? Yeah. At 40 years old? Yeah, pass. Hard pass. Like, <laughs> if you see, I think about it this way that Denver pick might literally end up being like the number two pick in the draft. Are you are you trading that pick for 40 year old Aaron Rodgers or are you just taking Bryce Young? Are, are they even going to take a quarterback though? Exactly. They should. If they should. They do, like, if they do, if they determine they still need, because they don't need a quarterback in this whole conversations mode, they yeah. would do the thing. But if they discern, if they decide, if they decide for they want a quarterback, I mean, which route would you go? Yeah. I mean, you might as well take the guy who's 18 years if, younger if, and has. Who could be his kid? Yeah. <laughs> Like, of course, of course you would. It's not even a question. It's not yeah. even a question. Well, sticking in the NFC, um, you and I butted heads on the Washington Commanders coming into this year. Oh, let me rephrase that. We butted heads on Carson Wentz. That's um, true. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was I was big on the Commanders coming into this season. Um, obviously, they only won one game under Wentz, and that was week one against the Jaguars. And then Taylor Heineke has come in. They've won six of their last seven. They are seven and five. They currently sit at the number seven seed in the NFC playoff picture. All four NFC East teams currently hold a playoff spot, uh, which is, I mean, if you had that on your bingo card coming into this year, kudos to you. Um, and I was listening to the athletic football show and Nate Tice had a great quote about, about Taylor Heineke. Uh, he said that a fan tweeted at him that uh, Taylor Heineke plays like what would happen if Jimmy Garoppolo got hit on the head and he thought he was Josh Allen? I thought that was the funniest quote uh, that, and perfectly embodies what Taylor Heineke is as a player. But, you know, he he plays confident. The team seems to really rally around him. He's played well since taking over for Wentz. Uh, defensively, I mean, they've got Montez Sweat and John Allen are both playing like all pros. So this is a team that's getting Chase Young back as well. Um, Washington, I mean, they're in, they're in good position to to make the playoffs. Their next two games are against the Giants. They got they got them this week, the bye, and then following the bye, they got the Giants again. Um, so that'll be a big determining factor on their season. Um, I think that they're better than the Giants. I think that they'll at least split those games. Um, I agree. And then it just comes down to you know, okay, can they outlast Seattle uh, to hold on to one of those one of those wild card spots? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think I think Washington will split those games. Um, and you know, listen, I think uh, I think Washington is limited, but I think Washington believes in the quarterback that's under center, and defensively is a good team. Um, I think Ron Rivera is a hell of a coach, and they are they are more talented than the Giants at this point. I've been a big believer in the Giants because I've been a big believer in Dable, and I still am and will be no matter how the season ends. But you wonder if the Giants, if it's the carriage has turned into a pumpkin a little bit now. Like they just, they offensively, they don't scare anybody. And defensively, it's a lot of Wink Martindale just blitzing constantly, which we've all seen him do in Baltimore. And listen, Wink Martindale's a good defense coordinator, but at some point, like he is very much like he is who he is. Yeah. And if you can beat that, then you're going to beat it. Um, I, I think there's an outside chance the whole damn division makes the playoffs. But as of as it sits right now, I mean they would. Right. I think Seattle will end up getting in, but uh I I think right now it's probably more likely that Washington gets in than, mm -hmm. than New York. 
I think that's if the Giants are going to get in, they better win this weekend at home against them. They better they have to win that game. Washington doesn't have to. They can they can break back at home. The Giants have to win this game. We'll stick in the division for briefly. I mean, Philadelphia beats Green Bay, and well, it turned out to be a really fun Sunday night game. By the way, they ran for over three hundred yards. Uh, Jalen Hurts. I I don't know if I've been more wrong about a guy than Jalen Hurts. Like he has, he's taken such a big step forward this year as have the Eagles. And I think that this is big for them because they had struggled the past couple weeks. Like, yeah, they beat Indianapolis, but it, it was by a point they had to, they had to win late. They lose to uh, the commanders the week prior, even against Houston. Like, yeah, they won by 12, I believe, but it's not like they were, you know, running it all over, all right. over them or whatever. So this was a big win for them. Um, but a team like San Francisco who shuts out the New Orleans Saints, I get that they were led by Andy Dalton, but shutting out any team in the NFL is hard to do. Um, I'm still leaning in the direction that if they played today, I think I would lean San Francisco. Um, And if they play in the playoffs, like, and by the way, I mean, if we get a San Francisco, Philadelphia, NFC championship game at Lincoln, that, I mean, that's, that'd be a treat. Um, But I think I would still lean San Francisco. What say you? I think, I think the Niners are probably the more talented team, but I think the Eagles, I would take the Eagles to win the game in Philly. Hertz is really good, and I've been wrong plenty in my life. He was one guy I was actually right on because I felt like when he came out, I, I bought in on that kid watching him go through adversity at Alabama right. and knowing what a pressure cooker that is. And he never cracked. He never blamed other people. Then he went to Oklahoma. He was terrific at Oklahoma under two big-time coaches in Riley and Saban. I, I, was, I was a big believer in Jalen Hurts. Um, and I'm glad that I was because I think he's thriving because he continues to get better every year and every week, it feels like. My concern with Philadelphia is you're eventually going to get into a game where things don't go well and you get behind. And then what? Like, and I said this, and I was called a hater to the end of time when I said this about the 2019 Ravens. I said that all year long, and every analytical person on earth came down from on high and was like, you're dope. This is the greatest team we've ever seen or one of them that we've ever seen. And I kept saying, that's fine and well. They're winning because they're turning teams over at an unbelievable rate, and they get out in front, and they can run the ball down your throat. Excuse me. And I said, I'm curious to see what happens when that doesn't happen. And they throw a pick early and they get behind 10 nothing, and they can't play that way. Then what? Well, then what happened in their first playoff game against Tennessee? Yeah. And it turns out that they were they were absolutely just cooked. I mean, they had no answer for it. I think Philadelphia is better set up to deal with that. Um we saw them. Yeah, I know because Jacksonville. They got down early to Jacksonville in October, and they came storming back. Yeah, but that's my concern with them. The problem is with San Francisco. I, can San Francisco do that? Like, can San Francisco have the passing attack to just bury you? Do they have the weapons? Do they have the quarterback? The team in the NFC, like that, you look at and go, they're the kind of team that if they got up on them, it would be a problem. Is Dallas? Because Dallas's pass rush can make your life hell. 
And mm -hmm. if Dallas gets up on you in a game and they don't care about you running the ball, it changes the whole complexion of the game. I think those three teams, the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Niners, are all really close. And I think whoever – I think the team that wins against the other one, it's just going to be based on the gameplay and how that game shakes early. Um, if I'm the Eagles, I'm not terrified of getting behind the Niners a little bit. I know the Niners have a great passer, so they have really good defense, but the quarterback doesn't scare me. Dallas is a team that, even though they don't have the weapon San Francisco does maybe, the quarterback's better. And – I would I would be more nervous about that than I would be against Garoppolo. Yeah, and I, I know a lot of people are making a big deal about Jimmy Garoppolo's numbers, but you know, there, there's a difference between looking at the box score and looking at what he's actually doing. And what he's actually doing, I mean, it's what he's always done, really. I mean, he's playing within the system. He's playing within what Kyle Shanahan wants to do. He's making the right reads. He's not. He's being smart with the football. But you know, it's not as if he's setting the world on fire necessarily with you know deep shots downfield or whatever. You know. They've got a lot of mouths to feed. They're getting them fed. And, um, you know, McCaffrey is getting the ball a good amount. He had, I think, 16 touches in the game against the Cardinals last week in Mexico City, which, by the way, I understand was against Colt McCoy and the dysfunctional Arizona Cardinals. But I, overall, I think that was the most well-rounded game that we've seen from that core, maybe since Kyle Shanahan took over. Um, so when it comes down to weaponry i mean both teams are incredibly even with what they have offensively the eagles though i mean they just keep adding like they just added linval joseph and and dominican sue granted this isn't you know 2018 when both of them were still near the top of their games but i mean if those two are you know depth pieces for you on a defensive line that's already really good i credit howie roseman for being forward thinking saying okay you know whoever can make us better let's go do it let's trade for aj brown let's trade for robert quinn let's bring in cj gardner johnson let's sign james bradbury they're 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 very much all in, but it's not just for this season. Like you can, they're they're definitely going to be good for the next for for the foreseeable future. And a lot of that comes back to Howie. A lot of that comes back to the steps that Jalen Hurts has taken. So kudos to the Eagles, regardless of what happens this season. Um, yeah, they've been great. I mean, I, look, you know what? The Eagles, some in a weird way, I think get lumped into this idea that like they're frauds and by some people, and I I just don't see that. Like I don't well, somebody that. compare them to the uh, the, the Steelers in 2020. Yeah, I don't, and listen, I'm not. I, I genuinely not even trying to like crap on your Steelers, but like mm. to me, and you know how I felt about that Steelers team. I know. I, you you and I talk a lot. That year. You know, in all seriousness, man, the reason I felt that way about them was the quarterback. I just thought mm. he's listen. He's an all time great player. But he was shot at that point. Like, he's, yeah. He was not the same guy. Yeah. Yep. I just felt like at some point you're going to play a team that can score. Like the great teams, the Super Bowl teams, they can win in multiple ways. And you have to be able to do that. Like, I, I, as I'm sure anyone who listens to this knows, I'm, I'm a Chiefs fan. And um, when they won the Super Bowl, people always point to the offense. And they're like, oh, it was Holmes, it was Kelsey. Yeah, listen, no doubt. Like, they were great. They won that Super Bowl. From, if you said give me one, the biggest reason, their defense. Their defense down the stretch was lights out. The last two months of the year, they're the best defense in football. That's why they won the Super Bowl. And I'm going to tell you something right now. If they win Super Bowl again this year, it's going to be because of that defense. They're young. They've been getting better by the week. If they win the Super Bowl, it's going to be because of names like Nick Bolton and Willie Gay and Jerry Sneed and Chris Jones. And people are going to be, who the hell is Trent McDuffie? Like, that, that's why. Yes, don't get me wrong. You're not winning a Super Bowl with all those guys and your quarterback's name is like Sam Darnold. I, I, I get it. But 
you can only get so far with the great quarterback if the other guys aren't there. Because your great quarterback is going to have a quarter where he doesn't play well. He's going to have half where he doesn't play well. And you have to be able to pick that up. I think Philadelphia can win a lot of different ways. I, I do. I, I, that's the one thing with Buffalo that scares the hell out of me about the Bills. I just wonder with Buffalo, if Allen doesn't have a virtuoso game in the playoffs, then what? Like, what happens? I mean, think about the game we saw last year in the playoffs between them and Kansas City, right? I mean, I don't think too many people would argue that's maybe the greatest quarterback game in NFL history. I mean, that game, you couldn't find two better quarterbacks going at it perfectly in that game. The Bills got a perfect game from Allen, and they still lost. Like, not oh, no, they could have very easily won. I'm not arguing that. But my point is, it was like a razor's edge. Like, they needed him to play like that to have any chance to win that game. I and, and the Chiefs did too, but the Chiefs also realized in the offseason, like, we need to revamp this entire defense because the defense stunk. Okay. <laughs> and by the way, that's why the Chiefs lost to the Bengals the following week because the Chiefs had to win one way and the Bengals knew it. And they basically challenged them to run the ball at all or play defense. The Chiefs couldn't do it. The Bills defensively, it's not their fault, but they're beat up right now. If they get healthy, it changes things. If they don't get healthy, and it's one of these things where Allen's got to go, go accumulate 500 yards on his own every game, they're, they're going home. I don't know who it's going to be against or when, but they're going home. Like, it's just – that's why I believe in the Eagles. I believe in Kansas City this year. I believe in Dallas. Miami worries me in a playoff game. Like, it's just all got to be that passing attack. And, like, yeah, I get they can run the ball sometimes. I understand that. But, like, that defense is brutal. Like, you're going to have to score so many points against the Burrow, Mahomes, and Allen. And, like – that's great in September. In January, that's a whole different deal. When teams are like, I don't care. Tyreek Hill's not beating us. Whatever it takes, take him out of the game. Things change. You know, like Buffalo week three is not going to have the same intensity they're going to have in the divisional round. It makes life harder. Yeah, and I mean, we look at the games that they have lost this season. By the way, I mean, the three games that they have lost have been a combined eight points. So, I mean, they, they've been, it's not like they've been you know, blown out or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, they've lost Micah Hyde for the year. They've been without Jordan Poyer at points. Tredavious White just came back on Thanksgiving. Von Miller gets hurt. Now it's not, it's believed that he's going to be back and ready uh, in the coming weeks. So, I mean, that's a big bullet dodge. Um, but yeah, especially on that side of the ball, they've been beat up. Um, and when you lose a guy like Micah Hyde, um, now credit to DeMar Hamlin who stepped in and played well, but he, I mean, he's not an all pro safety. Um, and then, you know, Tremaine Edmonds has also missed time. Uh, I think Matt Milano has also missed time. Like they've just been beat up. They've had great injury luck over the past couple seasons. And it was only a matter of time before it caught up with them. It just so happens to be the year that they were favored to win the Super Bowl. And, you know, now we'll see if they can overcome that, uh, going forward. They got the Patriots on Thursday night. They are four point favorites in that game. I'm betting them to cover, um, that, New England's a weird team to me, man. Like, I understand Belichick was going to get the absolute best out of everybody there. And uh, Matt Judon's great. The defense has been really good, but uh, I I can't buy into Mac Jones, which by the way, he has escaped criticism because there's another quarterback in his division. Who's been worse than him, but Mac Jones has played bad this year. And I understand he just played awful. Yeah. Mac Jones is awful. He kind of got masked a little bit more because he played well against Minnesota, but the, how Belichick has gotten them to a winning record right now with the quarterback play that he's at is, I mean, we know how great he is, but that's just more of a testament to, to him. Um, 
Look, let's, let's unmask it. I mean, Jones has been atrocious. Yes, like, very bad. To the point that if I'm the Patriots, I'm probably looking to draft another quarterback. I'm going to get his stat line pulled up right now just oh, to, to dive into I just, it. I just, it's not I just my quarterback rankings, it's, it's ridiculous. He's terrible. There's more interceptions than touchdowns. Yeah. My, um, no, he's see, pass, Passer rating at 87, six touchdowns, seven picks, just under 1,800 yards on the year. So, yeah, nothing, yeah. Uh, nothing yeah. great. He had a passer rating of 16 against the Bears. Now, granted, he only played a few drives, and they put pulled Zappy and whatnot, but my God. There's a reason they pulled him. I, yeah. I, you know what? Like they, I'll tell you what, What though. One thing about that game, don't underestimate it. The Bills are beat up up front, and they've been getting gashed on the ground. And if I know anything about Bill Belichick and New England, they are going to line up in, in big personnel – and they are going to run it right down their throat. I'm not saying they're going to win. I don't think they will win. They are going to present problems for the Bills in that game. Because Belichick, I could see him putting in a 6 to lineman. I could see him going fullback tight end, two tight end. I was going to say, they can just run 12 personnel all game they're, if they don't want to go, Yep, they're going to go yep. 12. They're going to go 13. They're, yeah, I mean, they're going, to, they're going to go 21, 22. They're going mm. to go happy. And they're going to line up. And they're going to run it right down their throat. Because Belichick knows if they do it, it keeps them off the field. And the Pats can just eat the clock and shorten the game. And it's something that the Bills have really struggled with. The Bills are good against the Browns. They're better against the run against the Browns. They have gotten run over in a lot of recent games. And I think New England, that is going to be the way they play this game. They want to play them in a phone booth. And defensively, the one thing with New England, i got to give them credit. They're a lot better corner than I thought they'd be this year. They've gotten good play from their corners. I guarantee you in this game, they're going to try to man up on the outside, and they're going to let Judon go to town. If Dawkins doesn't play in this game at left tackle, you saw when Dawkins went out on Thanksgiving, the Bills couldn't stop any kind of a pass. I mean, Detroit was just teeing off. New England is going to tee off on Allen in this game. Like That that is something to watch. I I think that is where – I think the Bills are certainly the better team. They should win, but – I would keep an eye out because I could see a game where the Pats run the ball well, the Pats are getting after Allen, and Allen has not been the same in recent weeks. We all know he's dealing with the elbow. Right. Um, but that that is something that I would definitely keep an eye on. And if you look at uh, – if if you look at their their status here as they get ready for, uh, for New England, so they, they have their, their practice report out. Uh, Deion Dawkins with an ankle. He's not practiced all week. Von Miller with his knee. He's not going to play in this game. Um, yeah, those are those are two big guys. Now the good news for them is Edmonds is full practice. Morse has been full practice. Rousseau, so he's going to be back full practice. So they are getting some guys back at Vanessa. Uh, but Dawkins in this game with Judon, who's leading the league in sacks, that is a problem because they will put right over the left tackle and just relentlessly go at Allen's blind side. Well, that'll be something to pay attention to. I mean, at least we get, I mean, this is the first like Thursday night game that we've had in a, in a while that's been, yeah. you know, a, a marquee game. Um, On the insiders, and this is a, from Zach Stevens in Denver, uh, Mike Garofolo said, quote, privately, we were being told early on, these guys talking about Bron- the Broncos were looking at Russell Wilson's side eye when he was doing all kinds of this goofy stuff all off season into training camp. Tom Pelissero follows that up by saying all that stuff went on in Seattle. The Broncos were aware of it. They did their homework on the process. This follows 
a loss to Carolina, the Sam Darnold-led Carolina Panthers, in which the Denver Broncos are now, what, 3-8 and eight on the year. And uh, a confrontation occurred with Mike Purcell and Russell Wilson on the sidelines, Nathaniel Hackett, um, who, by the way, it's now being reported and rumored that he's not expected to either, one, he'll get fired after the season, or he might not last the entire season. Okay. Depending on, yeah. Just an absolute dumpster fire for the Broncos. Hey, are they – this is a team in contention for, like, most disappointing, not just of, like, the past – like, this year, but of, like, the past – decade two decades uh yeah i oh, i mean certainly in the last try and think of the last team um maybe the dream team eagles but even then they were they were competitive at least i mean they were eight and eight yeah they went four and eight before they won those four games uh maybe them I, you know i don't know why i never bought in that team Ever, even in the offseason. I remember I was in like college. I was like, just there was a lot of like weird sign. Like, like I honestly can remember. I remember, I don't know if I didn't think they'd make the plus, but I remember being like, this team's not good. Like, I don't care that they went out and got all these guys. Like, like, they, like it was, it just felt so forced. Like, I remember they signed like Vince Young to be a backup. And people were like, oh, yeah. and you're like, he's, he's a backup quarterback. He stinks. Like, well, like, who cares if they signed Vince Young? Um, like I remember, like some of the guys they signed, like Ryan Harris and like Dominique Rogers, Camardi, and people yeah, were just, like, losing their minds. I'm like Jason Babin and Ronnie Brown, and this guy's, yeah, like, this guy's just a guy. Like what are mm-hmm. we doing? Like this is insanity. And then they went for it. <laughs> um, you know, I, yeah, they've got. I don't look. They're they're weird because I know a lot of people for the season had no idea what to make of them, and I was one of them. I said, I don't know if they, they could win 12 games, they could win seven games, and I wouldn't be surprised at anything. I would be surprised at three and eight. Um, I mean, what, what Garofalo said in Palisaro said, that's all fine and well. You know what? I don't I don't want to hear the, the Broncos now starting out with the stuff behind closed doors with, oh, you know, we didn't know he was just goofy. <laughs> well, then, you're, then you all should be fired. Because you gave him a $250 million extension. You traded five picks and three players. And if you didn't know that he was goofy and he was weird and he does all this crap, then you should not be in charge of an NFL franchise. And you can't move him because he's got over $100 million <laughs> in dead money. Also, you know what? Spare me with this whole thing with them. You didn't have to extend him. They extended him because they wanted to show that he's our guy. We believe in him. We fixed this problem. We got the guy to go toe-to-toe with Mahomes and Herbert now. No, you don't. And now you're locked into the worst contract potentially in NFL history. I knew I can honestly say, man, when I, I don't know whether I found out everyone, everybody else did or somebody said it to me, but when I found out that he had an office in the stadium, it was over. Yeah, that's over. uh over. And I and I remember hearing about that. Like I guess I can't remember if I heard about it just when everybody else did or if somebody said it to me behind closed doors, but I'm probably just when everybody else did. But I, I remember hearing about that in like late July, early August, and immediately thinking, Oh, that that that's not good. In yeah. fact, I will tell you, I had a, uh, a former player. When I heard about it, he reached out, like unsolicited, reached out to me. He's like, "Bro, that that's gonna be a disaster." And I was like, "Yeah, it, it is." Yeah. Like, you have to be one of the guys. You got to be in the room. You got to be there. And like having having the corner office. Yeah, you know, I mean that just kind of says like I'm I'm better than you. I'm above you. Of course it does. Yeah. I mean. You know, think about anywhere you work in life. Like you, you're all working in the same area, and then there's a guy who's supposedly on your same level, even though maybe like he's a little more important, he makes a little bit more money. Like he's got his own office. 
it yeah. makes you know that you're not on his level in his mind. And oh yeah, no, look, man. I mean, I knew right then and there it was going to be a problem. I know it was going to be this big of a problem, but mm-hmm. I this is they can fire Hackett. Who the hell are they bringing in with any options? Yeah, I mean, we talk we talked about the Arizona job not having a lot of suitors. I can't imagine there's going to be a lot of people lining up to take the Denver job. Nobody, not one person has another option taking that job. I mean, I I think I think Arizona is a terrible job. I think there's one worse. Denver. 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 And, especially- and, and Broncos fans will be like, well, what about Houston? Houston's got another one overall pick. Houston's got tons of picks, tons of cap space. Yeah. Houston's a great job. You go to Texas, <laughs> you got no, you got no uh, state income. No state tax. income yeah. Texas, Texans are a great job. You know, if, if, if I'm trying to think of other teams that might move on from their coaches, um, if we talked about the Chargers earlier. That's a great job. That's yeah. That's living in LA with Justin Herbert as your as your quarterback, man. Like that's a great job. Um, this is a disaster of a job. This is a disaster of a job because unless you absolutely turn Russell Wilson around, you're getting fired in, in a couple of years. And you know, I got to tell you, and I I don't ever profess to know what's going on in somebody's mind. Yeah, keep, keep talking. I can hear him just plugging in my computer. Yeah, but I uh, I do wonder with him. You know, you watch him. And there's just, there's like no, I don't want to say fight, but like, there's, there is, like, there's like no fight in him. There's no, there's no urgency. I think that's the word I'm looking for. There's no urgency. There's no, there's no gotta have it. It's, he's very just, yeah, yeah, we lost again. And I threw for another buck 30. Yeah, that sucks. A Broncos country. Let's ride. Like, have some fight. Like, I love seeing Mike Purcell have some fire in him. And you look at Wilson. Wilson's, like, not even reacting to it. He's just, like... It's borderline robotic at this point. I know you're trying to, like, do the whole... You're unlimited and you're Russ and, like... Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. Like, honestly... Really, really, honestly, you look like a dope. I mean, you you look like a dope. Yeah, there's you can't tell me any player on that team appreciates the way he's acted throughout the course of the season. They can't. All his BS and press conferences and his, you know, oh come on, guys, you pass, pass. It's a run. I mean, like, bro, shut up and throw throw a fifteen yard out. Yeah, like I nobody's here. This isn't Pop Warner. Like, He's got eight touchdown passes this season, by the way. Stinks. Yeah. He stinks. Mike White has three and he's played one game. Yeah. Like it is ridiculous. He's so bad he got Patrick Mahomes flexed out of prime time. That did happen. Yeah. That's damn near impossible. That, take, that takes talent. That's impossible to have happen. And the league was like, as much as we would love to watch Mahomes, since you're involved, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, they, he who did who did they by the way who uh, who got the Sunday night spot Miami then? and the Chargers. Okay, well that'd be that's a more than fine replacement. Anytime you can put the Chargers in there and watch Staley screw up another game. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, it's incredible. It's inc- I I've never in my life watched a guy go from a legitimate like Hall of Fame level player to just a pants shitting week yeah. in and week out like Russell Wilson has. It is it is unbelievable how bad he is. 
And I just, I look, they can get a new coach in there, new scheme, all this stuff. I, they're not fixing that. They may make it a little better. They're not fixing that. I'm trying to get Russ. So Russ, 82 passer rating, only eight touchdowns. Now only five interceptions, but regardless, I mean, that when it's constant three and outs, I mean, that who cares, you know? That and the fact that, you know, people always equate that. Like, they're like last year with Wentz, right? Like, oh, only took seven picks. Yeah, because he's asked to do nothing. That's why. Like, I'm a Chiefs fan. I, and I look, I, I have tons of respect, both as a person and a player, for Alex Smith. And people are always like, well, you know, Alex Smith takes care of the ball. Yeah, but that's because on third and 12, he throws it for seven yards. That's why. Like, if Alex Smith was gunning it into into 15-yard windows on third and 12, he'd throw 15 picks. <laughs> and, I, you know, people get way too caught up. And like, well, Russ only has five picks. Yeah, because Russ won't throw the ball more than three yards. Exactly, yeah. That's why he has five picks. I mean, he, he refuses to throw the football. So it's like, yeah. Like Allen, Josh Allen has, I think he has 11. I'll take Josh Allen's 11 picks. And like, his, you know what I mean? Like I'll take Mahomes throwing nine picks. Yeah. Because he's going to give me 45 touchdowns and 5,000 some odd yards. Like people get way too into touchdown to interception ratio. Look, yeah, obviously you don't want to be James Winston. Okay. But if your guy's throwing 10 to 13, 14 picks, but he's throwing for a lot of volume, I don't care. Yeah. Fine, I'll live with it. Go get me an interception back. Go get the ball back on defense. I'm trying. I'm trying to find out where they rank in red zone DVOA because I feel like it's it's got to be near the bottom. That's been one of their biggest problems this year too. Oh, is the they, they can't, offensive football. That's what I'm. Yeah, they can't finish, and we saw more of that against Carolina. By the way, the red zone defense. I mean, they let Sam Darnold fireman roll into the end zone, which I, when it starts, and this is another point made by. Um, Robert Mays on the athletic when it starts spreading to those guys who were it's a good defense, by the way, but when you see DJ Moore just bullying Pat Sertain yeah. and she's, he's just like, why even try at this point? Then that that becomes even more of a problem in that respect. Oh yeah. Listen, I mean, at some point too, you're going to see, and that's not to say that DJ Moore is a bad player, by the way, it's just a matter of the Broncos being like, why even try anymore? You know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you're going to have, um, you're going to have guys on that defense who are going to say, why are we here? What are we doing? Yeah. I mean, it, it, there's, there's no, there's no doubt in my mind that some of these guys defensively for the lack of a better term, they're going to quit. Mm -hmm. They're going to say, I'm not getting hurt to make a tackle because Russ is going to go out and go three and out. Yeah. You know, I mean, I got to tell you, like, you look at their schedule going forward, man. They got the Ravens. They got the Chiefs twice. They've got the Chargers. Like, they're getting baptized in some of these games, man. Like, if you think if you think the Chiefs in Week 17 with it may be a shot at the one seed at Arrowhead, like, if they, like, you think they're letting up on Denver, they will beat Denver by 70 points if they can do it. Like, a team who they, by the way, historically have just destroyed anyway. So they have lost them since week two of 2015. That's Jesus. I mean, they just pound them and pound them. And I, I'm telling you right now, there is no let up in that. Like if they, if they know that they can get a one seed, and it's Denver standing in the way, oh, they're going balls to the wall. That game's over halftime. Like they are going to unload on them. I remember so right then, uh, Denver, Kansas City. 
has not lost a division since the beginning of the 2016 season. They've won six in a row. They're about to win yeah. seven. I'm doing this off memory, but I believe since the beginning of 2016, they are 34 and five in the division. That is absurd. Mahomes has never lost a road divisional game. He's 14 and up. He's also on a 28 game heater in November and December. Yeah, he's never lost since and so, months since taking good, over the starter. So, I mean, you're talking good. Good luck in two weeks when he goes to Denver on the road. And that's the game. I don't, yeah, I don't expect an upset there. <laughs> I mean, they they're going to go in there and say we're going to put them down or we're going to put them to bed. And it, and by the way, they're not going to be the only ones who do it. Baltimore next week coming off that Jacksonville game at Baltimore. Oh, I'll tell you right now, Baltimore's not pulling a ten point lead in that game. Baltimore yeah. is going to kill them. And you're going to, again, you're going to have defenders on that team, and I understand it, who just say, F it, man. Mm. Like, what's the point? I hope you're right. half-point favorites are Baltimore, by the way, so yeah. for anybody who, who cares about that. Well, and I hope you're ready because, by the way, on Christmas afternoon, you're getting Broncos-Rams at SoFi, so buckle up. Oh, that's a Chris. That's what's happening Christmas Day. Merry Christmas, pal. Woo! Bryce Perkins against against Russell Wilson. That's right. And somehow, honest to God, Bryce Perkins might be better. Yeah, he might. So, that was okay. a weird game that the that the Chiefs played against against the Rams, huh? I mean, they made. I mean, the Chiefs didn't look bad by any means, but they definitely had a few mental lapses in it. And never, I mean, it was never going to feel in doubt without Stafford and everything going off the Rams. But if you need a if you need a reason to get drunk on Christmas, boy, that game's it. <laughs> a lot of punting, a lot of let's ride, a lot of. Th- I mean, the over under for that game might be like nine and a well, half. Yeah. By the way, if you want to see him be insufferable, if they win that game on Christmas, Merry Christmas, everybody in Denver. Praise God. Ho- Santa's riding, Broncos are riding, let's ride. Oh my God. I mean, just. It'll be, be like 4 11 or whatever the hell it'll be at that point. You got to listen to him just, yeah, you know, went out there and, you know, Won this one for Santa and for, and for Mr. Unlimited. Oh, my God. Forget it. I mean, nobody's more insufferable to begin with. And, you know, they'll, they'll win that game like 6-3. He'll be running around the stadium high-fiving himself. After going 14-29 for a buck 50. Yeah. He'll be high-fiving himself, running around, you know, screaming, run past at a stadium that's empty because nobody's going to be at that game. Can you imagine being a poor bastard who goes to that game? Like that's a you spent Christmas. Every they, 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 they definitely like they bought the tickets in advance. They thought it was going to be a great time, a good game to witness. And then, money. Holy crap! Oh yeah, oh yeah. That is like anybody who actually walks through the turnstile should be given court order therapy. Love <laughs> is that is that in my eye or is that you said it was in SoFi? So okay. Love yourself more. Don't go to that game. Yeah. My goodness gracious. Eat that. Oh, it's been. It's been a weird year, I would say. It's been a fast year. One of the faster ones. I mean, it always does go fast. But uh, I don't know, man. Once January gets here. if the, By the way, if the Jets are a playoff team, that, <laughs> I'm going to laugh a little bit just because of the talent in the AFC. And if you let what looks like is going to be a Mike White-led Jets team, I, I, I got that they're 7-4 and four and they have a good defense. But right. goodness gracious. That tells you what kind of year it's been been very weird um but you know i think it's a year where everybody thought the afc was going to be really good and i think the afc has now proven to be very good uh, you know i think it kind of is rounded out i mean you have the dolphins and the Bengals and the bills yeah. and the chiefs and you know if you, if you want to throw titans and the ravens in there sure they have seven and four uh the jets are seven and four 
Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I think what happened was you everybody thought Denver would be better than they are, the Colts would be better than they are, the Chargers would be better than they are, even even though the Chargers are on the periphery of the race. I think people thought they'd win the Super Bowl, or they'd be in the Super Bowl. Well, no, they won't be. Uh, um, you know, I think I think people thought those teams would be a lot better. The Raiders, and they're not. And so it opened up opportunity, and the Jets are one of these teams that have kind of snuck in and started banging on the door. Somebody's going to pay Josh Jacobs, though. I mean, that's going to good for him. Yeah, no doubt. No yeah. doubt. It's always fun talking to you, buddy. Uh, I'm glad that you're feeling a little bit better. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, any big plans, I mean, for the holiday season? I know you're a big Christmas guy. Huge Christmas guy. Have um, you done the decorating yet? Put up the tree. You got to do the ornaments with uh, my oldest daughter tomorrow. It's exciting. Uh, put up the Christmas village tomorrow. I bought three inflatables for the yard. I'll put those up tomorrow. What are the inflatables? Uh, Santa. The hell are the inflatables? <laughs> so I bought three three and a half foot tall ones because I was talked down from buying a nine foot tall Santa. Um, How much would that have run you? It wasn't that bad. It would have been like uh, 70 bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's also a 10 foot Grinch. Uh, that would have been cool. So I got, I got Santa. I got reindeer. Are you going like full Griswold with it? Nah, but it's, I think it's something else. I already put up my Christmas lights. I put those things up in like October. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm in good shape. I got to get another stocking for the little one. Cause it's her first Christmas. Um, I gotta get that done, and then uh, you know I'll wrap the wrap the railing coming down the stairs and some garland. So we'll get that we'll get that squared away. But yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. Um, no huge plans. Uh, family's gonna come out a little bit after Christmas from New York. Uh, we have a every year we have Christmas Eve Eve, which is the twenty third, mm. um, and that is a holiday that my buddy and I created twelve years ago, and it is the express purpose of not having to see people you don't want to see. Like it's Christmas the way it should be not being stuck next to your dopey uncle who can't stop talking about Trump. Like, like <laughs> people you want to see. And the only rules are you got to dress nice and you got to bring something with you. And if you show up empty handed or you show up in a t-shirt, you ain't coming in. You wear a t-shirt, you wear jeans, you wear sneakers, get out. Like dress like a person Bring something. Come on in. So we have like 30 people at it this year. So that'd be good. That's a, that's one of my favorite Vertoramisms is dress like a person. I remember you said that. Oh, what was it? I think I called you like right before I went to Mobile for the first time. Just yeah, asking like yeah. what I should bring. You're like dress like a person. <laughs> okay. Well, you get these people that show up and like, they're, you know, they're, they're draft hoodie. And it's like, look, man, I get it. But if you if you're trying to impress anybody and you're trying to like make you know I'm not saying wear a three piece suit you'll stick out like an asshole but like you, know, you get these people that dress like they're homeless like, come on you know dress dress decently especially you know if you're if you're up and coming and trying to you know in, in, I've got three turtlenecks for the occasion with matching jackets oh it's going to be a drip off awesome well i i did just buy a, a vintage uh, well it's not, i mean it's a new but it's a vintage hmm. style starter jacket so i'm pretty excited about that was that a chiefs one i assume of course yes okay uh, sure. old school one with like the hood and like the patch you know the the, the 
pouch in front or anything else. Well, that's honestly good to bring to Mobile just because it gets windy. And I will not be wearing cool. a team gear to Mobile. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You're, uh, you know what? Stupid by me to say. I'm sorry. I will I will wear that, like, just around because I'm that's a Chiefs fan. But, like, at Mobile, yeah, yeah. I'm actually an NFL, like, analyst. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think the Raiders are going to want to talk about sitting there. I'm like, got Chiefs hoodie. Ignore. Yeah, it's almost 11 o'clock my time. A little yeah. bit sleepy. So ignore my ignore my goofy, goofy go go, uh, go get some sleep and uh, relax. I will. I appreciate you as always. And uh, yeah, we'll do this again soon. Oh, one more question: Are you good at wrapping presents? No, a disaster. Okay, cool. Big, big, gift bag guy. big gift bag guy. Big hold <laughs> the presents behind my back and just hand it to the person guy. <laughs> All right, buddy. Hey, uh, before you go, what do you got coming this week? Uh, you know, it's the same old man. He got the quarterback rankings tomorrow, picks Thursday, power rankings were today, stack in the box column was on Monday. You got the stack in the box podcast every Tuesday at noon Eastern live on YouTube. Of course, you can check it out on the stack in the box podcast YouTube channel or wherever you find your podcast. Um, and then every week I always have a feature or two that I write as well. It's like a mini feature centered around a couple of the games coming up. So, uh, you can follow me on my twitter feed which is just my name at matt verderan and for me if you're listening to this it's probably tomorrow at some point so the newsletter will be out at some point today so subscribe to that uh pump fake newsletter uh power rankings five stats that you should know um and then just three little short features on my thoughts um usa today Bears stuff on friday and saturday so matt i appreciate you buddy as always glad like i said glad you're still you're feeling a little bit better i know you're still getting over a little bit but it's good to know you're not in a coma anymore yeah we'll do this again soon buddy appreciate you sounds good man thank you all right thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.